Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's a podcast you can't get rid of, kind of like penicillin or tang. It's guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Art Shirley. And special guest, Jonah Holland. Jonah Holland. Sorry, Mrs. Reed. Jay's not with us today. So, gentlemen, how are you doing? I'm doing, doing well. quite well. Oh, 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 wait, oh. Wait, 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 wait. Art, you're, you're second fiddle now. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. that's okay. right. That's right. So, Jonah is joining us specifically for the last half of the segment, but he's going to cover for Art, who's feverishly trying to get a Geek of the Week. So, Jonah, you're a media producer, photographer, and, but most importantly, an avid Last of Us gamer and TV fan, right? Absolutely. You said it yourself. There you go. There and you. also, a, a guys of a certain age fan. Yeah, you know, he's, he's one of three. He's actually he's actually one that listens to us, and he will well, prove it. Sometime. Four. George A. Yeah, by my cousin right. Mervin, Jonah, and uh, Mrs. Reed. Mrs. Reed, that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's four. That's right. Legion that's of right. four. Is that the Legion of Doom? Could be. Could be. Could be. Did you see what happened at Mrs. Reed's house this week? No. Lightning hit a tree in the front yard. Oh, my God. Mrs. Reed's house. And plop, there I it went. I had heard that. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's jump into some Geeks of the Week. Jonah, why don't you go first? Yeah, what you got, Jonah? Well, you know, actually, my Geek of the Week is Art Shirley. Oh, my gosh. Just as a, you know, thank you for having me on this podcast, Art. I am the actual geek. Oh, my all. goodness. He said it was a short geek. Oh, <laughs> hey. Ooh. Yeah, he said it was also colorblind, so. Oh, yeah. I'm not there. even listening. Wow. No, you're not. But, you know, what else is new? Yeah, what else is new? He, we, we, he's fit in just like Jay. So that's, that's right. your That's your geek of the week. Wow. That's really sweet. Thank you. That's, thank you. Yeah. How do you, I mean, we've never got that level of appreciation from Jay ever. I know, that's right. Well, I'm starting to think, am I going to be the Jay in this episode? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I did want to keep it short and sweet. I feel ah, like that's pretty Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. You surely did. Ah, oh, all right. Art, artfully said, John. There artfully you go. Said. There you go. All right, so my Geek of the Week is Doctor Who related. I've actually got a I couple things. I saw that. I wondered if that's what you were going Yeah, so Russell T. Davies has come back as showrunner for Doctor Who, if you... Those of you playing along at home might remember he's the guy who rebooted Doctor Who for sci-fi in BBC back in 2005. One of the things he did when he came back from Doctor Who was to advocate the idea of the Hooniverse as being a larger-than-one-show uh, universe. So he created Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures. Well, he's advocating for something along those lines with um, with a unit spinoff show which uh, unit it used to be the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. Now it's the Unified Intelligence Task Force. Basically, it's like a uh, British X-Files sort of uh, division in the British military that has assisted the Doctor through his many, many adventures on Earth. So there's talk of that spinoff coming. Uh, and also... I just saw today where Ben Affleck has said he is done with DC films. Haven't we? Yeah. So done with them all together. Not just with Pete, Batman anymore. But he is not with, directing. He is yeah, not that going. That was kind of the, the thought. We, yeah. He's yeah. not coming back in a cameo. It doesn't matter who's in charge. I am done with DC. Wow. So. Yeah. yeah I see that here. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say brutal, but also. In the DC universe, I don't want to stop on your geek, but you may be. 
Uh, go ahead. What do you got? I was going to say James Gunn confirms. Okay, that's yeah, what. Yeah. That's what. I, that was my backup, backup, backup. Yeah, so. that's what I'd seen, and then I saw the thing you saw about uh, said about Ben Affleck, which beat me to that one. So that's good. But uh, James Gunn will be directing Superman Legacy. I knew he was involved with that. Was that what you were going? Was that what you were saying? I yeah yeah. That's what I was going. He is going to direct that. So I wonder, you know, what that means. Will that be, you know, part of the sensibilities we've seen with both Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm not sure is a great fit for Superman, but maybe. Uh, maybe we'll see what he does. But I would think at least if he's involved at that level, it will certainly be something that uh, he brings his utmost attention to. I would think so. Yeah, so it's going to be a primary project for him. General, what did you think about the uh, mishmash that was the DCU before James Gunn came in with Man of Steel and Justice League and what have you? So I was never really the biggest DC fan uh, growing up. You know, Superman was just a little bit silly, in all honesty. Uh, but that, oh, that's just my Jonah, Jonah, good having you here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ooh. you know, I'm, I'm just giving a little bit of a perspective as a guy of a certainly younger age. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Superman that. was just never really appealing yeah. to me uh, until actually the Arrow CW show. That's what kind okay. of pulled me in, although that didn't really go so well towards the uh, the end there. Yeah. The, oh, so the, Arrow, the, the DC's that you liked was the like the arrow show itself not the arrow verse necessarily yeah yeah so the the beginnings of the arrow verse although it kind of shunned me away towards the end it turned into the uh, cw soap opera dc universe yeah it's usually it seemed like most of the shows would have a good two or three seasons yeah and then they would kind of turn into the soap opera thing or you know, in the case of Flash, it would just be one speedster after another, and they didn't. Yeah, they, you know, he has, he has such a interesting and broad rogues gallery. Flash does, and they never seem to take advantage of that. It, you know, it, yeah. it really kind of you know flamed out. So, did you watch? Did you go to the movie theaters to partake of said? Any of the DC stuff, Zack like Snyder, Steel, or yeah. So uh, my experience with the uh, the Snyderverse is falling asleep in the first quarter of the Snyder cut. <laughs> just well, that means you saw at least two hours of it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's being generous. Although uh, what no, pulled it, me back in was the Suicide Squad, uh, James yeah. Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. That is sure huge, huge fan of that, and that has me interested to watch this potential yeah. Superman project he's working on. I don't care for Superman that much, but that has my eyes on it. Wow, that's interesting. You know, it when when he announced this week that he um, uh, that gun that he was directing Superman Legacy is going to be uh, released tentatively on July 11, twenty twenty five. Gosh, twenty twenty five. Yeah. Um, and that's at least I can go on a senior discount. Yeah, that's right. That's I can right. Do that now. So from the from the quote from James Gunn on Twitter, he said, "My brother Matt told me when he saw the release date, he started to cry. I asked him why. He said, Dude, it's Dad's birthday.' So, oh wow! What day was it? Uh, July eleven. Okay. Yeah, and his his their father had passed away. I guess two years ago. Okay, so, my dad's um, was the tenth. So. Well, and I find it telling that he is the uh, he's using the All Star Superman cover for that tweet. Oh, really? Okay. You know, so that I mean, I'm showing it yeah. to Art, that's and that's the, what that's what we keep thinking is going to be the yeah. source material for that, which would be a great source material to use. Yeah. So. Um, I just watched Injustice on um, HBO Max. Yeah, the, the animated thing. the animated version. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Art? What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. I can't remember too much about it, but I thought it was pretty good. The whole idea of the Joker killing Lois Lane and uh-huh. his unborn baby. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was kind of... I mean, it's very, very dark, you know. Incredibly dark. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's like the killing joke for me. Uh, it's one of those things that I really will, in case of killing joke, read 
once and, and not necessarily go back to too often. But, um, you know, I thought it was well done. And, it's, and especially if we're looking at it being an alternate universe kind of thing, or, yeah. you know, uh, as opposed to the take on, on yeah, those characters. The costumes were a little militaristic, I guess. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. you know, the Superman and Batman costumes in that were pretty, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it wasn't your traditional. Right. So, but uh, anyway. I'm looking forward to see Legion of uh, Superheroes when that comes to HBO Max. I won't rent it, but it's a it's a new animated version of that. Yeah, and then of course you know Batman will come to Prime soon. Yeah. So, remember we talked about that last week. I don't remember. Do you not? I don't remember it at all. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My name is. Uh, I don't know what my name is. So we need we need Jay here to keep us all together. So that's right. I mean, that's fair. As one of your five listeners, I don't even remember. <laughs> well, you hadn't heard it yet. It hadn't it hadn't been released yet. Oh wow! So what it, is it now? What's going on? I really need to pay more attention. Yeah, you really do. So Bruce Tim. So when oh, oh the animated the, the animated series yeah. going to Prime. I, I, yeah, I was, I was kind of doing that with Gotham Knights, and I was thinking, is there a live action? No, Batman? no, no. It's the Bruce Tim who said it's going to be Cape's more Crusader. Yeah, right. It's yeah. all coming back to me now. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Yeah, but I really I thought about I thought you meant a live no. action version of Batman. I was like, they're not doing anything like that because no. there's there's been some talk about uh, what is it, Jensen Ackles or whatever the guy from yeah. Supernatural playing yeah. him in, in an upcoming project. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he's going to be the DCU's fifteenth Batman that they've got Good going God. on. <laughs> but did you finish Titans? No, I never. I got you know I lost interest in Titans three seasons in. Wow. Yeah. Did you watch Titans on HBO Max, Jenna? I did not, no. So what other than Last of Us, what I mean, tell you're not a you're not a DC guy, so are you a Marvel guy? So I am, yeah. So I grew up huge Spider Man fan. Uh, um, I try to keep those. up with the DC uh the uh, excuse me, the MCU as much as possible. Watch as much of the uh, MCU shows as I can handle. It's starting to feel a yeah, little bit like a, homework now. I had a long conversation about where the MCU is now. Uh, yeah. the other day what'd you think did you go see at man quantumania i have not yet see i'm one of the people who i'm really feeling that heavy heavy marvel fatigue right now yeah so i'm gonna watch it when it comes to disney plus but i couldn't even get in on five dollar movie night to go see it just yeah wow it was fun i mean i enjoyed it yeah but you know it's not a memorable story but the, i guess keep, say, keep saying the visuals were unbelievable they really were and uh, I think it's worth seeing in the in the theater, maybe the five dollar night. But I think it's at, just for that alone. What about but, Mandalorian? You caught up on the Mandalorian? Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah. Last night had the uh, the Mandalorian Ted Lasso double feature, of course. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So I haven't watched Ted Lasso yet. I haven't either. Yeah. I don't know if Bonnie wants to watch it or not. Since we're occupied at nights with the wine bar, <laughs> I'm whining about the wine, wine bar. bar. Um, yeah, I don't know when we'll get a chance to. We've been trying to finish up uh, Jack Ryan for for quite a while wow. now. So, but. Uh, how was Ted Lasso? Oh, fantastic. It feels so good to be reunited with those characters. Yeah. Reunited. How many episodes are they doing to that? Reunited feels so good. Sorry. That's right. Peaches I, and Herb. I believe or 10 herb. episodes, herb. but I could yeah. be wrong. Okay. And we don't know if it's the last season or not. I thought, it was, I thought it was definitely the last season, but maybe not. They've kind of flip-flopped on that a little bit. No one's come out and... People have to, bought houses that they've got to continue to pay for, I guess, at this point. Yeah. They're, they're kind of alluding to it being the last season, but, you know, money is money. Who knows? That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll do an Oscar recap because by the time the next time we record, it'll be so far away. But what about everything all at once, winning everything all at, at the once. same time yeah. at yeah. the Oscars? Yeah, it was big. That was huge. I yeah. was glad to see the winners that won, you know, won. As opposed to the winners who lost. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, uh, but I can never pronounce his name. Short round. Kiwi Juan. Yeah. Juan. Yeah. Him Juan. hugging Harrison Ford's yeah, neck. That was great. That yeah. was really really uh-huh. amazing. Uh, and I watched about half of it. I thought uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. Uh, I thought it was, you know, overly long. We were talking about this uh, earlier, how they apparently left out half of the actors that had passed away. Apparently, we did a better job of covering actors <laughs> that passed away than the Oscars did, uh, which was wow. sad. But um, and then the, you know, the like the Little Mermaid trailer in the middle of the thing that. that was bizarre. I and, didn't see you know, that. Hey, look, we're and I'm thinking, okay, this is really strange that. You're, you're talking about how long this show's going to run, but you've got time to run what is, is essentially only a trailer for Little Mermaid. So it was just, I thought that was kind of strange. I finally watched the uh, Nehu Nehu from RRR, the uh, the song that won Best Original yeah. Song. Uh-huh. Didn't understand a word, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, have you guys seen RRR yet? Uh-uh. It's like three and a half hours on Netflix. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty fascinating. So... All right, we're going to jump to the other side of the break. We're going to tell you about The Last of Us. We'll review it, and Jonah's going to tell us why we should like it and why we shouldn't, how horrible it was or how great it was. Just stay tuned. We'll figure it out. And the Jayless episode continues. We're back with Jonah Holland and Art Shirley and myself as well. We're going to talk Last of Us. All right, so as we're recording, The Last of Us season finale dropped this last Sunday night. So, spoiler alerts for the show. Jay, you can't listen to this until you watch the show. So, so. five, six years from now. Yeah. yeah. When it's serialized in popular mechanics, <laughs> you right. know, yeah. we can jump in on it. Yeah. So, uh, Jenna, I know you're a big fan. We'll talk about the game in a second. But generally, Art, what did you think about the show? I, it, Just incredible. It's hard, you know, it, it's, it was such a... To me, unexpected thing that it would go that brutal. I mean, they, we had seen, you know, the episode before the last one was was very intense and, and very much a brutal experience. But this one felt a little bit more like a game experience, almost not quite third-person shooter like Doom the movie did. But, you know, when, when Joel's going through the hospital, and we've already said spoiler alerts, but when Joel's going through the hospital and just ruthlessly killing folks, you know, you kind of... You kind of expected that. You go, oh, he's going to shoot this guy. And he does. And wow. I mean, you know, the doctor comes out and he goes, he's going to shoot the doctor. Boom, he does. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, I think we were all uh, unsettled, disturbed by the ending, you know, where he lies about, you know, how he got her out of the hospital. Yeah. But that's what you were supposed to do. I right? mean. And that's it, true to the game, right, mm-hmm. Jonah? Okay. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and it, it, it completed the transition to Joel seeing himself as her father. Yes. We you saw know. the first evidence of that was when he called her baby girl in the yeah. episode before, which yeah. was just a great moment. Yeah. Uh, but that paternal need to protect at yeah. all costs. At all costs. At all right. costs. And yeah. even even against what would have been her will. Yeah. I think that she would have wanted for them to go ahead and do that if they could develop a mm-hmm. Ooh, just got an email from YouTube TV. They're going up from sixty four ninety nine a month to seventy two ninety nine a month. Okay. Yeah. Are you on YouTube TV? I am. Yeah. What about you, Jonah? What's your uh, you do? You think I can afford YouTube TV? Well, I mean, you work in the big agcom with all the money in the world. Again, he'll exactly. ask you. Do you think you can afford <laughs> YouTube TV? There's a reason I listen to low quality free content like guys of a certain age. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Well, Jonah, thanks Don for Don Rickles of our podcast. That's so right. Far. But hey, this is kind of cool. They're lowering the price of 4K Plus from 19.99 to 9.99. Okay. Interesting. A month, huh? It's, that gives you unlimited mm-hmm. screens. Anyway, it has nothing to do with Last of Us. Um, 
So do we want to hear from Jonah at all on this? So Jonah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does. I mean, he called this low quality, free yeah. content. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was going loquacious, but he actually yeah. went with low quality. So, number one, Jonah, you're a big fan of the game, correct? Absolutely. So, where does Last of Us as a game rank for you in your pantheon of games? Okay, so The Last of Us 1, the original game that yeah. came out in 2013, has just always kind of been one of my favorite games. I remember being so excited for it when it was coming out back in 2013. But the real kicker for me with The Last of Us is actually its sequel, The Last of Us Part Two, which came out in 2020. I know this is dramatic, but I will happily say The Last of Us Part Two is my favorite piece of fiction ever made. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for that's me, that's how he described it to me when the when the series first started. And I thought, well, that's pretty strong. That is strong. Yeah, that is strong. So that was the thing is I didn't want to oversell The Last of Us Part Two, the game, or The Last of Us HBO for people coming in and watching it for the first time who didn't know the story of the game, but. I was just beyond excited for HBO's rendition of it. As yeah. we started to see the kind of budget they were pumping into it, the type of talent sure. they were getting uh, to be a part of the project, including Neil Druckmann helping uh, direct. That. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the original director of both Last of Us games. Oh uh, wow, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. frankly, I was terrified as we were getting closer to the release of The Last of Us, just thinking oh, please, please let this be good. Because most video game adaptations are terrible. Horrible. It's hard to imagine any that are okay. None. Yeah. Zero. Very, yeah. very few. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was okay. No, but it that wasn't. Was- <laughs> don't lie. It was not. Fair, fair. Sega um, has no part in this. Yeah. You know, don't lie. But The Last of Us, I was just so, so impressed with how accurately they retold this story. I mean, for years, I've been like a broken record with The Last of Us. Like, oh, you have to experience this story. If they ever turn it into a TV show or a movie, you have to watch it. Just as so many of my friends or uh, people of a certain age who are unwilling to play a video game like that. Uh-huh. Um, just the way they accurately told this story of Joel and Ellie, I was just so impressed with it through and through. Seeing that character progression of Joel from episode one to the finale, he kind of, they go a slightly separate route, slightly different route with Joel towards the end. It still captures that same essence, but we almost get a little bit more of, I don't want to say crazy necessarily, but him more so obsessing over trying to replace his memories of Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Jones, who's been on the podcast before, former co-worker, Last of Us, one of his favorite pieces for a lot of the same reasons. Mm-hmm. He just, um, and it's it's somewhat different in, well, there's you see more of the infected in the game because mm-hmm. obviously it's a progression game as you're going from point A to point B. But the the TV show did a really good job. I felt just from talking to folks who were who are gamers of of taking the the progression from where do they start Philadelphia. They go no, they're in Boston, Boston, and yeah. go into Kansas City, and then up to Nebraska. Yeah. They changed a little bit of that, but they captured that whole 
idea of a braving out on your own. Absolutely. I mean, the changes that they made for the show, I felt were entirely justified and necessary for changing it to a different medium. Because yeah. when you're telling a story in a video game, you, of course, have to have that engaging gameplay hook, playing as Joel, killing 40 infected, that kind of thing. That's what I was going to ask you. Gameplay, you're playing as either Joel or you're playing Ellie? Yeah, either? so you play as Joel until towards the end of the game uh, when... In the show, he gets stabbed by the baseball bat handle. Yeah. In the game, he's actually pushed off onto a piece of rebar. It is far more gruesome and graphic. Of course it is. But, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, yeah. they didn't quite have that much budget with the uh, with the HBO show. But after that point, you do play as Ellie for a little bit. So the episode that I frankly thought was incredible, the, uh, the Davidstown episode, uh, you know, with the cult and all that. Oh, yeah. In that sequence, you take control of Ellie in the game, and it's this big 180 moment makes you feel a lot more connected with Ellie as just as a whole. Okay. How did you feel about having some of the original voice actors come into the game? So Ashley Johnson, who voiced Ellie in the original game, played her mom right. at the beginning of the last episode, and then... Uh, and I really... We talked about Troy this, too. Baker. I thought at yeah. first, this we were seeing a, a, a jump forward in time. I thought that was actually Ellie, because... Ashley Johnson actually kind of looks a little bit like, yeah. you know. Uh, well, they kind of they kind of modeled the the mm -hmm. the avatars in the game after the, the yeah. actors. Who yeah. played uh, who played Joel in the game? So that was Troy Baker. Yeah, and Troy Baker was the James. Yeah, who was the, the second in, in command to, yeah, uh -huh. of, of, to David yeah. in the uh, the. Uh, I was going to say something bad. I'm not going to say that. I was going to make <laughs> some sort of televangelistic <laughs> cannibal joke, but yeah. anyway. Now, yeah. I, I, for one, thought that Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson both killed their roles in this no show. No pun intended. No pun intended. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. They um, ate it up. That's right. Oh. <laughs> of course. They both did just a fantastic job with their roles. And then for me, just as a, a longtime fan, it was so fun seeing Troy get to take that role. It was awesome seeing uh, Ashley Johnson take her role. But interestingly enough, so Art, you said that you thought that they were kind of showing the future because she resembles yes. Ellie so much. Uh -huh. Us oh, as big fans, we also had just a brief, brief fake out moment because they do a wide shot of the farmhouse that she's going into. That's kind of a wink and a nod to a very significant plot location in The Last of Us Part Two, far uh, in the future. So that yeah, they faked us all out with that one. Wow, wow. Um, so were you happy with the actor choices that they made, Jonah? So with the actors, I I. In the end, I was very happy with both of them. I think that Pedro and Bella did a fantastic job, but I was very skeptical at first. After about the second episode, I was very sold on Bella's performance, but after we get into the, the David episode, wow. I yeah. That's the episode that really drove it home for me and made me excited for what we have in the future when Ellie takes more of a prominent role. So Bella Ramsey has just been great in everything. She was so fabulous in uh, Game of Thrones. She stole the scene she was in uh, in Game of Thrones, and I thought her interplay with, with Pedro Pascal was great. You realize going forward in the future, every new, every new show is going to be Pedro Pascal 
Pascal <laughs> escorting try. some sort of magical child, chosen, cho- chosen one, yeah, yeah uh, to uh, to get away from the forces uh, of evil. Mm-hmm. So, see, I mean, that was my one complaint with Pedro. I thought he did a great job, but there were a couple moments in those early episodes where he just kind of starts to talk with more of a, a gravelly voice instead of his like Texan accent he does. Yeah. When he hits the gravelly voice, man, there were a few seconds I thought he was going to say, this is the way, or some kind of... Yeah. yeah. I wish he would have put a hat on at some point, yeah, and just, they did the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Uh, you talk about an actor who, who's who been around for a while, but has come uh, just, to prominence. Yeah. 30-year overnight success. You know, just, yeah, but yeah. He's, he's he's the biggest star ever right now. Yeah, he, he's yeah. great. He's great. And deservedly so. We were talking about this on the way over talented talented actor but also seems like a really really good guy yeah yeah so yeah. happy for him I, I want to see the um i want to see the movie that he did with nicholas i did Cage. too i wanted to see that at the theater oh, yeah and uh, just look have you seen that i haven't yet it's been on the top of my list for a while yeah yeah uh, right below guys of a certain age yeah, that's right, yeah. That's right. so the, the movie well so liberties with the uh that the show took that i think really kind of increased the the, the value of the show from someone who hasn't played the game uh, but Nick Offerman and uh, Murray Bartlett as uh, as Bill and Frank. So correct me if I'm wrong, but in the original video game, they encounter uh, Joel and Ellie encounter Bill alive after after Frank has died. Correct. So how did you feel about seeing the whole backstory of Bill and Frank, and then basically you've got a flashback with Anna Tor in there, Torv in there as well. How how did that change set with you? So I I thought it really interesting that they made uh, a change like that, that some people would consider a, a significant change, so to speak. But that was the episode that really earned my respect as a longtime fan and made me decide, OK, they can do whatever they want with this story. I'm in Craig, uh, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann's decisions. I was 100 percent sold. That episode was just incredible. You know, one of the things that struck me with with his adaptation is you hardly have any of the infected in it. Yeah, other mm-hmm. than a couple of episodes where they they featured prominently to drive the plot, you don't have them just in there to kind of scare the, factor. They're the boogeyman in the background, right. but the real issue is the fact that you've got you know evil people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of the thing that we've seen across the board with almost every post apocalyptic yes. show. That humanity becomes the big the worst, bad. Yeah, yeah. I certainly Absolutely. saw it in Walking Dead. Yeah, but I thought this felt more realistic, I guess, than a Walking Dead. I mean, it's still science fiction, you know. But it, but it does seem to be more grounded, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the it does. science does. It does. That, you know. But uh, and I just finished reading the book Station Eleven. Did you guys watch Station Eleven? Yeah, Art? we watched Station. Did 11. you watch Station? Oh, it's really good. I would highly recommend. It's yeah. on HBO Max. Um, and I think I like the adaptation better than the book. I've heard other people say that too. The choices yeah. they made in the adaptation were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they combined a couple of characters. Yeah, uh, the book is incredibly well written. But that's the other post-apocalyptic uh, show mm-hmm. that that this they kind of remind me of each other. Yeah. So, but uh, but and, just really in it, like I said, just uh, I was going to get you to say speak to a little bit too. So have they said they're going to do two more seasons at least? Are they going to wrap the story up in the next two seasons? Uh, Pedro going- Pascal kind of nodded and winked to a possibility of a season three. Okay. Yes. So Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann have both now spoken out to uh, HBO has confirmed a season two, but Craig and Neil have both said that the story of The Last of Us Part Two they will be breaking up over a season two and three. Gotcha. So that's... And 
again, for those of you who have played the game, you know this already, but the the second, the sequel or whatever, the second part of Last of Us, the, the game which you uh, that you said was your favorite piece of mm-hmm. fiction, um, takes place in flashbacks and then also does jump ahead in time, right? Yes, yes. So the majority of the story is told, um, now I might be wrong, but I believe about six to eight years after The Last of Us Part One. Okay. And then there are some flashback sequences here and there, but the majority of the story is is a fairly significant <laughs> jump ahead in time. Okay. And they're going to do that because we were thinking at first at one point, maybe season two would be all the flashback time period and then season three would be the final jump. But you you had said you heard somewhere that uh, they were going to go ahead and do flashback and jump forward at the same time. Yeah. So I was thinking that we were going to get a season two that might have some original storytelling with the flashbacks from part two. But now that they've said that they're breaking part two up across a season two and three, I think they're just going to tell the full story of part two. For those who don't know, The Last of Us Part Two is about twice as long as the first game. The first game averages you about 11 to 14 hours to play through it, whereas The Last of Us Part Two is about anywhere from 23 to 30 hours. Long. Wow. Good grief. How did you feel about the, uh, the mall episode which was dlc i think they came after originally the last of us dropped so you correct. got the backstory of ellie in in the the mall what was your take on that correct honestly i think that the episode they did of left behind that's that's the name of the episode and the dlc i feel like the episode might have conveyed that story just as well if not better than the game dlc um i thought they did a very very good job with it Jay, downloadable comic? Jay, Jay da- DLC is downloadable content. Content, okay. Yeah. But there was a comic too, right? Yes, yes. There was a promotional uh, comic book. It was a mm. four-issue run with the release of the original game that kind of uh, acts as a prequel to Left Behind. Shows a little bit of Ellie in her time at the Academy. So I'll be the Jay here. Downloadable content, is that gameplay or is that like a cutscene kind of thing? I, it's both. It's an additional mm. game, essentially. Okay, within that, it's, it's content that plays within the game engine of what you bought. But you just download it as yeah. opposed to what you buy on the physical media. Yeah. Okay, got gotcha. well, Exactly. Hardly anybody buys physical media anymore. Yeah. I mean, you might buy a, a Blu-ray that's got the skeleton, may have the game engine, but you're downloading everything now. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, or what platform are you on, by the way? Uh, Gaming-wise? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I play on a little bit of everything, but primarily PlayStation. Are you on a four or five? A five, 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 five since day one, actually. Wow. Okay, so this is the guy that can't afford YouTube TV, yeah. but, you know, he's got, like, a PlayStation 5. See, so. now, 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 I, I won't get into the whole story because we don't have enough time for this on this podcast, but Join I have Burger King for... to thank for my PS5. You have Burger King to thank? Yes, I did win the I believe uh, Burger... you're telling us a Whopper, young man. <laughs> now, I did win a few of those as well. But... To you, All right, we need to have that story at some point. I yeah. mean, we're almost at time, but yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, maybe maybe we'll record it as downloadable content. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Art, technically, the podcast is downloadable content. We're there. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. So. But, but maybe somebody would actually download this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's wrap up. Overall, Jonah, you think they did a great job of adapting one of your favorite pieces of fiction to a television medium. Absolutely. I think they knocked it out of the park in pretty much every way. And Art, you and I both like it quite a bit because of the storytelling. no connection to it at all, but just thought it worked really well. Uh, Cinematography was great, great editing, performances. I would be shocked if there were not Emmy nominations for for the two primary leads. And I I would imagine a significant raise for uh, Bella Ramsey, better name? Yeah. 
because uh, she was just, I mean, she's just incredible. I'd never, I hadn't seen her in Game of Thrones. This is the first thing I'd seen her in. Oh, she stole every scene yeah, in Game of that, Thrones. You said, yeah, I remember that. You saying that before, but it was just like, yeah, I mean, she was just incredible. She, um, I had no idea she was as, as uh, old as she was either. She's like 19 or 20. She's 19. So she's going to play her age essentially in Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought, you know, all the cinematic elements were there. Um, you know, it to me, it's better than The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we loved The Walking Dead at first, but I mean, if until, you talk about... And, yeah, until Negan shows up and boom, yeah, yeah, that's when roll. we stopped. That's when we stopped yeah. watching it. Yeah. But I mean, it is not an easy watch. I mean, it is... I mean, there are some scenes, uh, the Sam and uh, his brother, was, what was that scene? Sam and Henry. Sam and Henry. That's a tough, tough show to watch. It just mm-hmm. And there's some scenes that just kind of eat you alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were some episodes where, so for a little context, the group of friends I watched it with, we we had a little watch party every Sunday night. Uh, me and my fiance were the only ones who had played the game where our friends had never played it, knew nothing about it. So you knew the cannibals were coming. Oh, yeah. We yeah. knew everything. We knew all kinds of stuff was coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. But man, watching their reactions was wonderful. But let me tell you, the anxiety you feel knowing what is coming at the uh-huh. end of some of those episodes... I was choked up every time Sam and Henry was on screen, just knowing what was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was I did not know about Sam and Henry. I knew about the cannibals. I knew about a few other things. Yeah, um, I didn't know anything. I went to every every yeah. episode was brand new to me. Yeah, just very, very, very well done. So mm-hmm. Jay, go back and watch it. That's you know right. I mean, we highly recommend. Oh yeah, it. but yeah. don't watch it over supper. No, do not watch it over no, supper. Don't watch it over. And supper. maybe have something light to watch afterwards. That's what we found was kind of important. Yeah. Don't go to sleep immediately thereafter because yeah, right. the infected will come after you. Yikes. I, hey, I did have one question for you. So the the way the show opens, the pilot episode, they've got this 1969 flashback to the science episode. Did, oh, yeah. Where did that, did that come from the game or was there, do you know what I'm talking about? You yeah, 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 yeah. So no, that did not come from the game at all. That was uh, actually a lot of the outbreak day flashbacks we get aside from the opening with Sarah and Joel. Yeah. All of that was original for the show. Gotcha. I felt like they really did a good job with that to bring in a new unfamiliar crowd. Because of course all of us gamers, we knew about the whole Cordyceps virus and all that. Yeah. But they needed to introduce it to a crowd who wasn't already familiar. Yeah. And would you all say they did a good job with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. They did a great job. So awesome. All right. Any last words on Last of Us? Any last of words for Last, last of Us? Of words. Uh, my last of words is watch it. There you yeah. go. What about you, Art? Anything? Yeah, absolutely. You know, heartily recommend it. Go into it knowing. You heartily it. recommend it or hearty? I heartily, 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 or heartily recommend it. Yeah. And uh, but just know it's it's a it's a tough watch at times, but well worth your time. Excellent, Jonah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, oh, thanks, thank Jonah. you for having me. And we'll see you next time around.